Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. How are y'all doing? Good, good. Okay, all three of you. All right, still waking up a little bit. Well, as you're waking up, I have an announcement for you. A School of Nursing announcement. Uh, the nursing program is hosting a 5K, so that is 3.1 miles. Scrub run on Saturday, May 8th, beginning at 8 a.m. This is open to both students, the public, and is also dog-friendly. So for any of you who are hiding dogs in your dorms, bring them on out for this run. Um, come walk or run. The cost is $10 for students, $20 for non-students. And you can sign up through the UNWSP ticket office, which is right out door three. So um, this is our, one of our, our second to last week at chapel. Um, it's amazing how this year is drawing to a close. We know that uh, indeed there's a lot on our minds, a lot on our plates. Uh, perhaps many of you feeling overwhelmed as we're uh, approaching this thing called finals week and you know, some distant future from now. Um, our hope and a prayer for uh, when we gather is this just really be a time of refreshing, a time of encouragement in God's presence. And I'm excited for what um, is in store for this morning. And as um, fellow students will be leading us in a, in a few songs of worship, uh, we have um, a graduating senior uh, that will be sharing here. I'm in the middle of chapel. Uh, and uh, let me tell you a little bit about him, and you'll, he'll come up a little bit later, Peyton Bowdry. He's a senior. I uh, played football here. Uh, it was, a, was an RA student leader. Um, he's, he's currently really involved in the community in this city um, and is a, currently a youth pastor at Fountain of Life Church in South Minneapolis. He's a, a, a coach uh, for community uh, football and, uh, and basketball in Falcon, he- in Falcon Heights. Is that right? And so, um, but Peyton, something I've always enjoyed and appreciated about him is just his love and his passion uh, for, for life and for people. Uh, he loves genuinely, authentically, authentically um, and, and passionately. And I think that's going to come through today as he shares uh, about what it means for us to be a loving friend and such a, a timely message and encouragement for us this morning. So um, with that in mind, I want to invite you, would you please stand with me? And uh, we're going to enter into worship through song as we prepare our hearts to hear from the word. And Father in heaven, I want to thank you and praise you, God, that we can gather together in this time and in this space. And we want to dedicate it to you. We want to surrender ourselves to you. Would you be Lord over our mind, over our will, over our emotions, Holy Spirit. Take up residence in us, fill us, work afresh in us in such a way so that every single one of us, when we leave here today, we look, live, and act more like Jesus. Lord, we love you. We need you. Thank you for calling us to yourself. I thank you for that you have made a way for us to come and be in your presence together this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Good morning, everybody. Y'all can hear me better now without the mask. How everybody doing? How everybody doing? How good? So good. All right, cool. I'll take it. We used to say real good. So let's try that again. How good? All right. All right. First off, I can't see no faces. It is super bright. I just want to let that out there, let y'all know. So if I'm like squinting, it's because of lights. Nothing wrong with the lights, all right? But let's get to it. Can we clap it up for the worship team for leading us into the spirit? So you're probably wondering what we're going to talk about. Why am I here? Man, it's Monday, 1030. I should be sleeping. 
I was about to skip a class today, but I'm glad that people, whoever is here is here and whoever is not here, they will feel the Holy Spirit. And that's something that I will pray. But our goal is this. We will figure out what it means to be a good friend. Once again, we will figure out what it means to be a good friend. Because I had a friend who said they would be there for me. That same person told me that I have their love and support. The person was consistent in showing up in my life. When I was down, the person showed up. When I was lonely, that person accompanied me. When I was heartbroken, he catered it. But three years ago, something had changed. Our relationship has ended. The whole time I thought the person was great, that person grew in jealousy and envy. When I told a person things that was close to my heart, he exposed it to others for elevation. I thought we was great while that person wanted to take my place through situations such as being that unfriendly person who pursues selfish ends. And when judgment came, started quarrels. And I hope I said quarrels right. That's how you say it? Quarrels, quarrels. We'll look at it. Also, that person found no interest or pleasures in understanding, but more willing to air out their own opinion. And that person's words was like deep water. And I almost drowned multiple times. Thanks God, thank God that I didn't. So that lead me to the passage. So if you got your Bibles on your phones, um, I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 18. And there we're going to read verses 1 to 4 and verse 24. All right, we good. All right, cool. So let me go ahead and read. Proverbs 18 says this. An unfriendly person pursues selfish ends. And against all sounds and judgment start quarrels. Did I say it right, y'all? I didn't say it right? I said it right? All right, cool. <laughs> Verse 2, fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. When wickedness comes, so does contempt, and with shame comes reproach. The words of the mouth are deep waters, but the fountain of wisdom is a rushing stream. And let's jump down to verse 24. It says this. One who has unreliable, everybody say unreliable, unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So once again, our goal is this. We're going to try to figure out what it means to be a good, and I like what Justin said, a loving friend. So with that, there's two distinctions that we have to figure out. The first distinction, which we're going to figure out right now, is what is not a friend? And as we just read the first four verses in verse 24, there's some phrases that stands out to me. The first phrase is unfriendly person. Everybody say unfriendly person. All right, now I need a little bit of crowd interaction. So I want you to raise your right hand if somebody called you that unfriendly person. 
Man, don't, don't listen to Peyton, man. Don't be around him. He's such an unfriendly person. He did this to me last week, da-da-da-da. We all heard that about somebody or maybe it was about us. Keep your hands raised if someone called you a fool. You don't, you, hey. <laughs> and once again, keep your hands raised if somebody said that you was unreliable. And I had people in my life who said that I was unreliable, which stopped me from getting a job opportunity. Now, I want you to raise your left hand if you said that somebody is an unfriendly person. I want you to keep that left hand up if you said that somebody is a fool. Don't listen to that person. They always contradict uh, themselves. And finally, I want you to keep your hand raised if you say that somebody is unreliable, you shouldn't trust them. Now we see that either we've been called or we call somebody that. So once again, in like verse, um, verse four said that the words of the mouth are deep waters. And we're going to break that down a little bit later. But those are phrases, unfriendly person, fool, unreliable, that, you know, if it can stick to somebody. So let's break down more of the characteristics that comes out. And as we're doing that, I will be putting, somehow with one hand, I got things in this bag. And we're going to figure out what it is. So some characteristics, some characteristics that it says in, from verses 1 through 4 and 24 about unfriendly person, the first thing that stands out to me is they pursue selfish ends. This whole message, I want you to think about your friend group. I want you to think about the situations that you was in, how you react, how they react to you. So I'm pretty sure we all experience a person who pursue their selfish ends. They only come to you just to get things off their chest, but they never ask you how your day is. Or they use you to elevate their fame or whatever. We either seen this or maybe it's us that we do that to people. Another characteristic that I see is it's a person that starts arguments with being judged. So once again, I want you to think about a person, or maybe it's you, maybe it's me, that when someone is just trying to critique me and hold me accountable, I bring up their insecurities, or I bring up some past hurt to make them feel how I feel. Also, another friendly person that it says here is that they find no pleasures in understanding. And once again, we're supposed to be a reflection of Christ. If we can't understand each other, how can we reflect heaven? How can we come together? So with that one, we really got to be careful. If we talk about students at UNW, what do our culture look like? Are we young and arising Christians that are willing to understand each other's stories? Or will we hold our own perspective and push people off? And the last couple of things that uh, stands out to me is that an unfriendly person delight in expressing their own opinions. And I don't have to get too deep into that.
because I'm pretty sure y'all all have a glimpse of a situation where it was just a bad argument. And the funny thing is, and I think of this, actually this happened to me last week. Me and a friend was just talking about a topic and I started getting upset. So it was to the point where I wasn't even listening to what he was saying. I was just listening to respond. And now I'm yelling at him and he's yelling back at me and come to figure out we were saying the same thing. But because I was filled up with anger and he probably said something that made me feel some type of way, instead of listening to his perspective and trying to get a better understanding of who he is, I went inward to my anger and let that out on him. And ultimately it just ruins life. And that's what verse 24 says. So before we move on, I want to uh, quickly jump into verse 3 again. So when wickedness comes, so does contempt. And with shame comes, and with shame comes reproach. And at first, I didn't really understand what that meant. And I read this, I read this uh, passage like a bunch of times. And it wasn't until, yeah, recent that I realized like, whoa. Wickedness and contempt comes from, the, it's an internal process. So that means that wickedness has an opportunity to be knocking at everyone's doors. Wickedness had knocked on my door. And if I let wickedness in, here comes contempt. And now I'm feeling some type of way about that person. So then the next thing is shame. And it's not necessarily the shame where I feel shameful. It's the shame that I'm going to let someone or whoever I'm thinking about feel that shame. And then that's the reproach where I'm showing you that I am unsatisfied and I disapprove of who you are, what you said. So you don't have to be a wicked person for wickedness to enter into your mind and heart. So we, so we just have to be careful. So once again, Proverbs, verse, Proverbs 18, verse 1 through 4 and verse 24 basically give us a good description, right, of what's an unfriendly person. So once again, our goal is this. We want to break down what is a loving friend, and there's two distinctions to it. The first distinction we just figured out is what is not a friend. Now the second one is what is a loving friend. Because I had a friend who said that would be there for me. And that same person gave me their love and, uh, love and support. The person was consistent in showing up in my life. When I was down, they showed up. When I was lonely, that person um, accompanied me. When I was heartbroken, he catered it. But three years ago, something changed. Our relationship had increased. I thought that person was great. The whole time, that person was the person that I needed. The same person inspired me by action. I knew we was great through situations such as loving me, even though it's hard for me to love myself. Laying down their life to elevate mine and following the commandments Jesus told in John chapter 15. 
verses 12 to 15. John chapter 15, verses 12 to 15 and verse 17. So once again, John chapter 15 says this. My command is this. Love each other as I loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friend if you do what I command. And I want to jump to 17, which says this. My command is this. Love each other. Everybody say, love each other. Love each other. Let's try that again. Love each other. Love each other. All right, cool, cool. So once again, let's try to pull up some characteristics of this and some characteristics that Jesus was talking about. So the first thing that stands out to me is this. A loving friend sticks closer than a brother. And actually, that was the end of verse, uh, Proverbs 18, verse 24. But you will find somebody who sticks closer than a brother. So that's just one characteristic. Otherwise, it's a person who lays down their life for somebody. Once again, I want you to think of your situations. I want, to think, I want you to think of your spirit influence, who you have in your circle that is constantly laying down their life to elevate yours. Hopefully it's us, hopefully it's you, hopefully it's me that's doing that for other people. It's a person who chooses you. Raise your hand if you've ever been picked last for anything. And we all know the feeling like, man, I must not be good at this. But it's a person that will choose you first. And lastly, it's a person that loves you like Jesus did. So with that, we got to break down what is love. And a, and a passage that I love to go to is 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 8. Who know it off of memory? Shall I reread it for y'all? You, you know it off of memory? <laughs> I'm going to reread it real quick. So 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 said this, love is patient, love is kind, love is um, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrong, love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth, um, it always protects, always trusts, always perseveres, love never fails. So the crazy, the crazy thing about John chapter 15, Jesus commanding, um, to love each other, the whole time Jesus was doing that. Jesus stuck to his disciples and the people close to their, their brothers and sisters. Jesus chose to sit with the tax collectors and sinners. He chose to ask the Samaritan woman for some water. He chose to wash the disciples' feet. He chose to give two blind men sight. And ultimately, he chose to lay his life down for that nation and even for us now. So when Jesus was commanding them to love each other, that's the type of love that he was talking about. So a friend should love you and their love should reflect Jesus. Once again, we should love our friends and our love should reflect Jesus. So that leads me to my next thing, and if you want to, you want to just play a little something, something. I always wanted to say that. 
I always wanted to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have fun. So once again, we came down to two distinctions because our goal was what? What it means to be a loving friend. And the two distinctions was this. The first one is what is not a friend. And we broke down what is that. The second distinction was what is a friend. And we broke down with that. What that is, I mean. So in this bag, which is my basketball bag for my team, this is my team, Phelps Falcons. So there will be things that I'll be putting in each of these paper bags. I will ask y'all what a paper bag is for, but we are in college, so hopefully we be going to Aldi's or Walmart or Target, getting some pizza, getting all that stuff, right? So a paper bag is meant to hold things. We put trust in it. I won this my senior year. So everything I'm pulling out of my bag and putting into these two bags is pieces of my experiences, my identity, how I view myself. So as I'm doing this, I just want you to imagine what are you putting in some bags, right? Matter of fact, I know we're in COVID, but can I get at least three people to bring up their phones and just put it in the bag, if you feel into? I'm gonna put my phone in here. You can pick any bag if you want to. Oh, thank you. Just put it in the bag, I ain't gonna touch it. Oh, bet, cool. So once again, these are things that's important to me and now, and especially in the generation that we live in, phones is pretty close to us, right? Raise your hand, you think you can live a day without your phone. Hey, I'm gonna talk to you after, hey, I need a fist bump. Well, it's gonna be pretty hard to live without our phone because we got our agendas, we got our phone numbers, we got schedules, we got all that stuff, right? So once again, these two bags represent my friends. Because I have friends who told me they love me. I have friends who told me they support me. And I don't know how I'm going to do this next thing. Hey, can y'all hear me? Hey. So once again, I have. chapel and for Peyton for speaking. We pray that we would look to you always and be the light that shines to everyone here on campus, outside of campus, and for the rest of our lives. We pray that we would represent you in our friendships, that we would look to love first and watch our words and just represent you fully, God, because we put on the name of Jesus every time we walk out of our doors. We pray that we would represent that name and become holy just like you. We pray that throughout the rest of this day, we would just look to you, and we just, again, thank you so much. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks, guys. You're dismissed.